Welcome to the Bruins Success Podcast. Today's interview is with Bruins Chelsea Moore and Jenny Olivero. From meeting at UCLA to co-founding their company BoxFox, these two Bruins have an amazing story that will inspire anyone to pursue an idea. After college, a close friend got sick and they realized that there was a lack of options for being there for her when they physically couldn't be. When the current gifting options weren't up to their standards, they explored the need to create something better and BoxFox was born. Currently, Chelsea serves as co-founder CEO and Jenny serves as the co-founder COO of the growing company. Welcome to the podcast, Chelsea and Jenny. Welcome back, Bruins, to another episode of the Bruins Success Podcast. I'm joined with co-founders Jenny and Chelsea today, who are both UCLA alums. Nice to have you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, let's kick off with your meet you. We'd love to hear how you both met at UCLA and eventually decided to found a company together. Yeah, I mean, we both uh, started UCLA in the fall of 2009. We both quickly joined Kappa Kappa Gamma during that fall rush as in the same pledge class. We actually didn't know each other that well freshman year, but a good friend in our pledge class kind of brought us to, together. We hung out, you know, um, yeah. but we continually got more close as college went on. We lived in the same room in Kappa sophomore year. We lived in the same room junior year. We went abroad, just the two of us together. Um, and after college decided, or we're trying to like live together in LA with some other friends. Yeah. Like Chelsea said, we, we've just been best friends ever since really, um, freshman year. And, um, it's been a great ride ever since. So where did you come up with this idea to found a company together? Well, in our sorority, we were very involved. We were on, you know, exec board or whatever the whatever that was called back then I don't remember actually but um we're very involved um chapter council yes we were very involved um and did a lot of stuff you know with that together we lived in we were roommates so you know we were very studious in our different majors and whatever we knew each other's work ethic um but you know when this idea came to us it was after graduation and we just felt like our very, very tight knit community at UCLA and all of our very best friends moved all over the world right after we graduated. And, you know, it was a little lonely. You're going from watching the bachelor Monday nights and kind of going out on Thursdays to working eight to sixes and everyone's all over the world. And it's a little bit of a jarring transition. And so there's a little bit of loneliness, a little bit of like longing and like also like wanting to be there for others when you couldn't like be flying to see them. Um, for their birthdays, for new jobs, for engagements, things like that. And so that was definitely like a sentiment that Jenny and I shared. Um, And it wasn't until a good friend of ours was hospitalized in LA and we couldn't leave our jobs and our desks and, you know, being the the lowest person on the ladder there um, that we were like, God, we wish there was a way to kind of send something to her. And at the time, like Postmates and Uber Eats wasn't a thing, but it wasn't even food. It was like, we want to send, you know, her favorite magazine or like a very specific type of lotion or something that's going to comfort her and do the heavy lifting when we couldn't be there to support and help. And so that was really the spark that inspired Build a Box Box, which is our main proprietary platform um, that everything that Box Box is sprung from, which, you know, imitates 
the act of driving around to Nordstrom or Anthropology or your favorite boutique and Michael's Arts and Crafts, it recreates that, but it enables you to do it in five minutes and super, super aesthetically elevated and only products from the best brands that are utilitarian, well-designed and from companies that are run by good people and philanthropic in their own right. And so that was what we were aiming to do. And that's why we did it. And kind of, it was just this thing that kept nagging at us a bee in our bonnet, if you, if you will. Um, and we really, it was the, the fall of 2013 that we really started to push that. Yeah. And, and like Chelsea said too, um, we just, you know, that we love to shop and it's so fun when you really do have the time to spend a whole Saturday putting together a beautiful gift, but not every week of the year lends itself to that. And so we wanted to create a place for working women like ourselves to have the ability to send beautiful, meaningful, elevated gifts. Well said. And as someone who lives very far away from a lot of my friends and family on the East coast, I have been a customer. I actually just sent a box a couple of weeks ago to a friend for a big birthday that she had, and I, I wasn't going to be in the area. And it was, I can say genuinely, it, it fills that niche so well because there's not many other companies where you can send these fun gifts, where you can tailor what's inside the package and it's all just so beautifully wrapped. So I've, I've been a fan of the company for years now and really love the idea. And speaking of that, where did you come up with the idea for the name box box? I love it. It's, it's short, it's punchy. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. Where did, where did you come up with that name? You know, there is no story. Everybody always asks us this. And honestly, it was just that we were really trying to come up with the name we love cursive F's and we were kind of playing around cursive F's and how that looked. And like, it rhymed, it was weighted, you know, three letters, three letters. It's what we, we consider it one word, but like, you know, we, it, it was like, it was, and then it was, and we just moved on and started building the company. Like we never faltered. There was no other like contenders. It really just like that early Q1 2014, when we were really starting to work on it, that was the name. It was the name. We were done. Like, I don't even remember making that decision. It just was, you know, um, which is so funny. We were just drawing. We each had our journals, like our, we each had our moleskins. We were just drawing and we were both just drawing that cursive F. And I don't know who said it first. I don't know where it came from, but it was just so <laughs> definitively box box ever since. A perfect name for a great company. I love it. Well, we would also love to hear a little bit about your personal career trajectories. Um, obviously, um, you both have these executive roles at the organization doing different things. I'd love each of you to answer this question and tell us sort of, um, you know, where you started after your time at UCLA, or if you had any formative internships and experiences through your major to the positions that you have now. Jenny, do you want to start? Absolutely. Yeah. At UCLA, I, I started out um, as a lifeguard, but then made the jump over to working at the Daily Bruin. So I worked on the Daily Bruin marketing team, and then I also worked in layout on the editorial side. So I really got a sense of a little bit of marketing exposure. And at the time we were building iPhone apps and trying to create more ad space in this new digital frontier. And that really helped me get a job in um, right after college in sports marketing, which was something I was super passionate about. I still love sports so much today. Um, so I was working at a small boutique sports agency called Sports Studio. 
Um, we were down in Torrance and we did all the sports scenes in movies, TV shows, commercials, anything from the sports choreography to all the licensed or unlicensed uniforms and just making sure that sports scenes were authentic on camera. So that was a really great experience because doing something that I loved, I had great um, bosses and coworkers surrounding me that were such great mentors, who still my mentors today, um, and got to work with the major leagues and got to work with the production companies and got to work with the agencies and really just being a liaison and a project manager there. I worked there from, let's see, 2013 until almost two and a half years before jumping full-time to BoxBox. So we had a, another co-founder and her and I both worked for two full years, two and a half years or so before we officially made the shift to BoxBox full-time. And tell us a little bit about the role you currently occupy. Yep. So I am our COO. Um, so all things operations, that, that includes quite a lot, um, but anything from our supply chain management and tracking our containers and our box shipments, our basic supplies, also our buying and our inventory and what we store on our site and all of our fun product offerings. Um, heavily involved with our finances as well, just because the inventory and finances are so inextricably linked. Um, and then still just having a larger role in the bigger business decisions as founder responsibilities with Chelsea. So that's all of our management and leading our company, but also, um, you know, curating our ready to ship boxes. That's still something that Chelsea and I both do. And both of us are really heavily involved in the vision of the company and the branding as well. Awesome. And Chelsea, I want to pose the same question to you. Can you tell me a little bit about um, your roles before you took over the CEO position and sort of what led you to that and what that looks like day to day now? Yeah. Um, before BoxOx, which, you know, there wasn't much, I mean, too much before because Jenny and I were 21 when we started working on this. But, um, right. you know, if we really go back, I worked at the grocery store in high school and I, um, in college, I was very involved in our sorority, as I've said. Um, but I also worked for, um, had an internship at uh, Morgan Stanley, which was so unbelievably boring. Um, I had... A, I worked for Brandy Melville, the clothing company, which was a very rewarding experience because the owners of that company kind of just let the, the youth do. And so I had amazing exposure helping to open up stores, running sample sales, um, got to do, I got to run the social media with like little to no oversight. I got wow. to help with, uh, I got to go to Vegas and do the wholesale trade shows, which is like such fantastic customer service experience just through and through and through um, learning about retail, learning about markups, learning about sourcing, learning about just, I couldn't have asked for a better experience and it wasn't an internship. It was a paid job. So it was fantastic. And I did that for two and a half years during college and a, and a few years, honestly, as box Ops was starting. Um, so I did that. Um, and then I worked at an ad agency in that very small, like year in a half before a year before box Fox really took off. I worked, um, in like new business and account management, very low level stuff, very interesting experience to see, um, how, you know, Brandy Melville was very grassroots, very hands-on, very no rules and boundaries. 
ad agencies are very, I don't want to say archaic, but slow, big red tape, big clients, big budgets. And so to see kind of that very quickly together was like very eye-opening, especially as we've gone on to build our business and how we market and advertise and things like that. Um, and then, you know, we started, I've been CEO and co-founder since the beginning, um, day to day, you know, Jenny and I are still very, very involved, like the vision, the secret sauce, it really does come from us and, or the training about it comes from us. I'm very involved in the marketing, very involved in design, um, and like any sort of ads, graphics, things like that. Um, very involved in corporate sales and helping. And the, I mean, just the overall practice of management, I kind of spearhead all the hiring. Um, so that's a lot right now for us, but it's good. It's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty much Jenny and I, between the two of us oversee all departments, a little more emphasis on ops and finance for her, a little more emphasis on like marketing and corporate sales for me, but like, we're both very involved in kind of like the buying strategy, the aesthetic and the vision and things like that. Gotcha. Thank you for that overview. Uh, I know you also have a shared experience studying international marketing at King's College in London. Um, was that a, a pivotal experience? Did that influence you as businesswoman today? I would say yes. <laughs> that was a very brief couple of weeks. It was a summer abroad, but I mean, talk about being very sheltered and you know a, a word I learned when I was over there from my British friend was that I was ethnocentric in my thought that America Americans were the center of the universe and I was so as most Americans in our system are indoctrinated to be like that's not a good thing but that's just what our society does and so that was really eye-opening because our class was we were the only American well I guess there was two other American girls but we were like the minority, there was like 30 countries represented. And it was so interesting to tackle case studies and just really learn with so much global perspective. It was just awesome. And I, that is, that has been such a rewarding experience and like, like honestly path altering experience in that way. And Jenny, do you have anything you, you want to add to that experience as well? No, oh, yeah, it was a blast. It was during um, the London Olympics as well. Um, so we we just had an amazing time um, just getting out and seeing a little bit of Europe and also just learning an, from an amazing professor at an amazing institution. I've noticed, um, you know, BoxBox, Box, you've, you've changed things up a little bit. Folks can, can build their own boxes. You've got some really high-end brands that you partner with. Um, everything from tea and candles to personal items, notepads, um, hair accessories, you know, how, how has this evolution taken um, BoxBox in, in different directions? And how have you made these connections with such well-known household brands? Like you said, these are, these are the things folks might, you know, run to Nordstrom for on the weekend to buy. And you now have these amazing relationships um, with really some high-end, lovely products. For us, I think, our intention from the beginning was to truly build meaningful relationships with these partner vendors. Um, and we have, I mean, you know, we, and, and so that's been fantastic. Like it's so amazing to, to just reach out, sell their products and grow their business, grow our business. Like that's been fantastic. Um, in order to get certain ones, it all starts with the first one, you know, like herbivore botanicals was the first brand 
that said yes to us, which was so meaningful to us, you know, seven and a half years ago. Um, and, you know, you go to one brand and you're like, oh, well, Herbivore is not with us. And then, you know, this person says, okay. And then you build a little portfolio and you continue to build from there. And, um, you know, we treat brands with respect and we treat their stories with respect and we like to highlight and market them in a really authentic and genuine way. And, you know, we really only carry brands that are utilitarian products, well-designed and come from people and come from brands run by good people because they're brands we don't work with because I personally don't, we don't really vibe with the people like, and that's okay. And there's people that haven't worked with us yet and haven't taken that chance on us. You know, we're always aspiring to have every single one of our favorite brands that we would want to gift with um, in our portfolio. And we're not quite there yet, but we're working towards it. And, you know, we really believe in always being on the ascent. Um, a big brand we added last year was Le Creuset, which is like obviously huge for us. It's so big for new home, wedding, um, those kind of like life moments. And we're so excited to be working with them. Um, and hopefully we continue to grow the portfolio even more. Product research is one of our favorite parts of everything we do at BoxBox. And we're always trying to strike this perfect balance between, you know, these tried and true amazing brands that we love, like Herbivore Botanicals, like Sugarfina, like Veluspa, like Le Creuset. Then also sprinkling in some of our own manufactured products and then really pushing the bounds and what are finds that nobody else has yet? What are things that we're seeing internationally? What are things that we are ahead of the next trend? And so really trying to find that perfect balance there. And our product meetings are some of our most fun meetings all week. We absolutely love product. And that's when one of the main parts of we love what we do every day. Jenny, do you mind if I ask, um, I know a lot of folks, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, um, are dealing with supply chain issues, especially maybe with some of those new brands or these relationships that you've been building. Has that been an issue at all? Or have you been able to sort of sidestep some of those problems? Yes, I think everyone is really feeling it, including ourselves, but we've been able to make some strategic decisions to help, like you said, sidestep some of these larger conflicts or issues. Um, with our brands, it's all about just transparency and communication. So if we're talking to everybody and they're telling us their containers are backed up and we're not gonna get these pens until the end of June at the earliest, then we're lucky, we're very nimble, we're very flexible. Um, so we can always find a sub or an alternate, um, make, make decisions there. Um, but we really do treat our, our brand partnerships and as true relationships. And I think that also really comes into play. Like we really try to bring that vendor transaction to a relationship and a partnership field. Yeah. You, you've done a great job doing this. You know, there's so many recognizable brands that even if I think of a customer, excuse me, a, a customer doesn't recognize a brand just because of these other amazing companies you've worked with, they'd probably be very happy to take a chance because the, the other products that are available for boxes are so high end or they're really nice. They, like you said, they've got the appeal of beautiful packaging or being really functional. And they, you also offer sort of a variety of different things from self-care to celebration to life milestones. So yeah, definitely putting in a plug there for the build your own boxes. They're, they're a lot of fun. Well, um, so obviously you came up with this. Yeah, you're welcome. You've come up with this amazing idea. It's definitely grown and diversified. Do you have advice that you would be each willing to share for Bruins who want to launch their own company, whether it's, you know, 
at a young age, straight out of university, like the two of you just did, or, you know, maybe someone has had a great idea for years and um, have been, you know, planning to execute or launch it soon. If you could sort of look back, uh, what recommendations or advice would you give to your younger self or to future Bruins? I think something that we have really found a sweet spot with is when to really just keep things moving and finding that momentum. So I have a personally a very perfectionist personality type where I like everything to be perfect before we really set things in motion. And Chelsea is really great about just pushing things forward and moving the chain. And so with that, our two personalities really balancing each other out where from the very beginning of BoxBox, we were okay to just move things forward and keep momentum flowing and just doing things consistently every single day to help grow the brand. Even if it wasn't perfect, that was a big lesson and a piece of advice that I personally needed at the time to just let things go and just put it more of an emphasis on consistency and just like moving the chain forward than making sure everything was perfect and tight. Yeah, I would, I actually just spoke with a a girl who was in our sorority, who was a little bit younger than us the other day. And she asked me the same question. Um, And I think that it's really just to start because everybody has to start somewhere. Um, It's a combination of that, but it's also really asking yourself, is that, are you so convicted of the convict, have conviction in this idea that you are going to be willing to be at level one in terms of energy and enthusiasm and still keep going and still get up and still push it. Um, Are you that committed to this? Because it's hard at times, you know, the problems you'll have to solve the ways in which I don't want to say you'll have to demean yourself, but you know, like we've plunged toilets, we've been up all night setting up pop-ups. Like you gotta be super, super behind the idea I mean, I'd like to say, don't just do it for the money, but I, you know, have, have a purpose, have a, have want to be contributing a service to the world or contributing, you know, be someone who's, we're really passionate about managing and building a a corporate culture that we're really proud of that will sustain for a long period of time. Um, And yeah, we're just really passionate about that stuff. And we like never, ever once faltered that this was a really, really key idea that we could do differently, that we could really bring a lot of high touch service and just attention to detail and design and creativity too. So I think, yeah, just like, are you really convicted in this, in this idea? Are you ready to take this to the places that aren't fun and still want to do it? I think that's our, my advice. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably some unsexy work behind the scenes to turn an idea into a very successful company. Oh, I was going to say there's a, there's like a meme or something where it's like, oh yeah, I left my nine to five because I don't want to work for other people. So now I work nine to nine to nine to nine. It's a trade-off. It's like, you know, either you work for other people and stuff comes with that, or you work for yourself and stuff comes with that. And that's just the way it is. a lot of roll up our sleeves for a long time there and just now seven and a half years in are we really starting to feel a little bit more balanced in that sense totally totally I mean even like I'd say two and a half years ago we really started to feel normal and that's a long time to really put forth a ton of effort to be willing to take on anything to pivot deal with new challenges so 
congratulations. That's a huge milestone. But an even more impressive one than me saying this is um, that Forbes recognized you um, 30 under 30 in 2019, a huge achievement. I mean, I know now that that's a little bit of a, a dated accolade, but given that Box Fox was only five years old at the time, what has sustained your motivation to keep moving you forward? And, and what has been the inspiration behind the company's growth? I think, you know, in order to address the what, you know, pushes us forward, it's like, we're on the ascent, like every year uncovers a complete new set of challenges, a complete new set of opportunities, different brands to work with, different, different chances and opportunities to improve upon the year prior in terms of, you know, the things that we do consistently year over year, like every year is so exciting and so different from the last, like even who we were in a snapshot on February 5th, 2020 before COVID is literally so light years away different from who we are now, not in like soul and true North and our values, but like in growth and like, and our knowledge set and just our experience. I think like Jen and I both have a vision for what the size we want to be and the reach we want to have. And I think, you know, we're not there yet. We we're, we're going and we're really enjoying the experience of building out both the service for, our customers and our clients, but also building up the company for our employees. And like the practice of that work every day is just so rewarding. Yeah. And, and just to jump off of that too, it's, it really is just that feeling and that chance of proving that we can be better. Like we come out of every holiday season, which is the biggest season for us at Box Box. And it's like, okay, wait, we have so much opportunity to improve right now. Things that we can do right away, January of the next year, and then for the next holiday season. And we just get so energized and jazzed about what we can do to make the next year even better and to foster even more growth. Another component of this question is also that we have been so fortunate to just be trying to keep up with our own growth as a company. And that's also just a complete component of this where we're just trying to keep up with that momentum and keep things moving. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you certainly have kept things moving. There's there's a ton that's been fun to see from a customer perspective, and I'm sure there's there's going to be more exciting things on the way in, in upcoming years. How have you each defined success uh, for yourself personally, and then also for for the company? I think we probably will have a similar answer here because we're very like minded in that sense and in our vision and in what our true north really is as a company. And I think a lot of that, of course, yes, financial security for ourselves, our families, our employees, but also that means so much more to have the work-life balance that we've always wanted to create for ourselves, the flexibility that we wanted to create for ourselves. And so I think, you know, we like aspired from day one to be chasing our dreams and, and being product enthusiasts and creating this service that we really felt a need for, but also wanting to create something that served you know, our larger company culture and the fact that we can provide our employees amazing healthcare benefits and we have 401k and this idea that we had seven and a half years ago is, you know, helping so many more people at our growing company. Yeah. I would, I would say similar to that success 
to me is definitely the financial security of both our families, ourselves and our employees. Like there was a woman in my hometown growing up and she had this really successful restaurant and catering business and every single person that worked for her bought their own house. And like, obviously we live in a different world in California right now, but that always inspired me. Um, so I would say definitely like obviously pushing for that, but also just the continued growth of, of being able as women to provide that is so cool. And like, I know it's like, people don't think about this, but like 40 years ago, Jenny and I couldn't get our own line of credit. Jenny and I couldn't get our own credit card. The ability, the opportunity to be able to do that is so rewarding and so cool. And we've been self-funded, you know, we have never taken any like outside investment and to be able to continue to grow from that and prove to everybody that guess what gifting and building relationships and paying attention to your personal relationships and your professional relationships is important. It is an investment that matters. And there's a certain way to do it a way that's correct. Um, and just like being a little bit more, not in your feels, but just like paying attention to those soft skills. Yeah. It just matters. And, and I just think, you know, that that's been what feels like success to us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you bring up a great point, um, especially about like a woman-owned business getting its own line of credit. The idea I think in modern times is like, come up with a great idea, try to get it funded. Very few companies are sort of bootstrapping and self-funding the way that you have, but now this is something that is so yours and I'm sure it's allowed you to keep a lot of control and to do things the way that um, really align with your values. And as customers, I'm sure people really appreciate that and see it. So yeah, well done, ladies. <laughs> Thank you. So a last question before we go and do some fun rapid fire ones is just um, how have your relationships and how did your time at UCLA sort of, um, you know, if it did inspire your success or were there opportunities for learning and growth that happened during that time that you can look back on and really say, wow, you, I'm so glad I had that experience. I'm so glad I was part of that class or that program or, you know, had that um, academic assignment, you know, did you find that there were, there were experiences from your time as undergrad students that have enabled you to be incredible, um, female leaders in sort of creating, reimagining really a whole industry? Well, I think, you know, I, I just had the most amazing experience at UCLA. Like I could never have dreamed of a better college experience than the one that I did have. It was better than anything I could have ever expected. And it's so fun to think back on the UCLA days. Um, but specifically, you know, there's, there's so much that I can attribute to my education and my time at UCLA. And I could go on and on here, but I think just first and foremost, just having such amazing professors and classes and being surrounded by such amazing peers who really pushed me. Um, And I think like just learning how to think critically and learning how to challenge ourselves and learning how to just foster that self-growth so much. Um, Certainly like the sorority and Kappa Kappa Gamma and just the friendships and the relationships that we created at UCLA. That's a part of our founding story because we went from having all these amazing people in our lives every single day, right there with us to then having to really, you know, struggle through that post-grad transition and, and feel those important people so much more spread out. So there's so much that I gained like 
just in my education, in my soft skills, in my relationships. Um, and also I just had so much fun at UCLA and it was just a beautiful place to be and such a fun campus. And um, like I said, it's just the dream experience. Thanks for sharing. Chelsea, do you want to jump in? I mean, I love that Jenny and I met at school and went to school together because we can gush about our experience ad nauseum without like annoying people. But like, I know my family is so sick of hearing about how much I love UCLA. My fiance who went to UCSB, a sister school of ours, you know, thinks my, my pride's a little out of control, but it was such an amazing experience. I think that UCLA is like the perfect old school institution beautiful buildings such stellar academics but it's on the west coast so it's a little less pedigreed a little less people with you know you have to be a certain way it's but it's you get the best of all the worlds and I think you know I I enjoy my classes and my major and my minor so much I was an English minor I wish I switched and did it backwards but I didn't and I loved every single class I loved I loved Kappa. I did Unicamp as well, which was really an awesome experience freshman year. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, the people that we've, that we've stayed friends with, like are my, our best friends in the whole world and they inspired this company. So, I mean, it was, and getting to go abroad, I don't know. It just, it was the best experience. I could talk about it walking around campus. Like I could talk about the bricks of the buildings. Like it was a great time. I even did UCLA extension after graduation for fun. I did like some graphic design classes and some interior design classes because I was before box box trying to find myself and whatever and um just great all around I think the the type of person that goes to UCLA is or just honestly the UCs in general you had to you know check a lot of boxes and put a lot of effort in a certain yeah, way very competitive. it's very competitive and I think that you know we've got a lot of very successful friends and it's kind of crazy. And there's a lot of successful people that went there. That's awesome. I'm starting a UCLA extension class in project management actually next month. So that'll be my first, but I'm excited to, to dabble and to try it. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for, of course, sharing your experience. We'd love to just pepper in some um, rapid fire questions before we say bye and have you each answer them. So I'm wondering if there's, a great book or an article or some type of media that you've really enjoyed lately in the past couple of weeks or months? I'm such a bookworm. I'm constantly reading. Um, I just finished up The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter. Um, really interesting book about putting yourself in uncomfortable and challenging situations to like foster self-growth. Um, I got a lot out of it. I, I thought it was a great read. Um, so I would definitely recommend it, The Comfort Crisis. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I love, I believe the author's name is Chris Voss, but uh, it's called Don't Split the Difference. It's a book about negotiation from a former FBI negotiator. So it's really, I mean, you know, maybe I don't want to classify all women, but I've struggled with negotiation and making it less emotional. And so reading that was really helpful to just be like, it's just numbers. These are the strategies. It's fine. Um, and so I've really, really enjoyed that. I read that recently. Thank you. Thank you. Both sound like great books. And then before we depart, if you could each leave us with either a favorite place on campus or maybe a UCLA memory that really stands out. 
so many places on campus. I was a swimmer and a lifeguard, so I loved all the pools. I daydream about going back to swim at the Student Activities Center all the time, um, but also loved the Schoenberg Music Library. That was my little secret spot that I just loved. That natural light pouring in from the sunken gardens. Oh, I just loved it all. Thanks, Jenny. And Chelsea, what about you? I mean, it's kind of hard to pick a place on campus that I, I loved everything. I even loved bomb shelter. So I love it all. But I think my favorite, there's a lecture hall like in Royce, you walk in, you're upstairs, one of the wings on the right, there's a big lecture hall up there. And I had three classes in there over the years. And at the spring quarter Milton class I took where it was just like so bright and so sunny, it was like an 11am class. Oh my god, it was so beautiful and like academic and felt like a school and just it was awesome. Well, thank you both. It's been fantastic to talk and hear about all of the success, not only of BoxBox, but uh, both of you, what you've developed the company into and very excited to see where it's headed in the future. Thank you so much for including us and having us and wanting to hear from us. (laughs) we talking with you guys. Fantastic. Well, uh, if you don't know BoxBox, check out their, their company, ladies. It was a pleasure. Thank you once again so much. Thank you, Chelsea and Jenny, for sharing your story. For our career tip, I wanted to share a tip that I've gained from our multiple alumni interviews. Remember that you get to define what success means to you. Whether that means mastering your craft, rising in your company's org chart, or finding happiness at home and at work, success is something you get to define. Write down what success looks like and feels like to you and check in with yourself consistently to see if they continue to ring true to you. It's okay to change your mind and change course. Remember, success is dynamic. Success can be personal, professional, mental, and physical. It could be winning a case or successfully meeting with clients and patients throughout your day. Success can be raising your kids to be kind humans, submitting the application for the new job you wanted, or even just finding rest. You get to define success. And we hope this podcast allows you to define your work and professional journey in a way that is unique and special to you. If you'd like to connect with other Bruins, check out UCLA One. That's www.uclaone.com, our online professional community, where you can continue the conversation. We encourage you to explore more of our podcast episodes and hear other Bruin stories to get inspired. If you know of someone that we should interview, email us at ace at support.ucla.edu. Thanks for listening and go Bruins.